With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 380th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons were victorious today with a 20-19 victory over the Arizona Cardinals on a 21-yard field goal at the buzzer by Young Way Koo to lift them to victory. It was uh, the first victory for quarterback Desmond Redder, who led them on a game-winning drive with 4.57 to go. Uh, The whole plan was, hey, you know, if we can score and take all the time off the clock, we wouldn't put our defense back out there. And uh, they were able to execute that with some good running by Corderell Patterson and Tyler Algier. Algier picked up the first down and fell down at the one so they can exhaust all of the Cardinals' timeouts and then send in their clutch kicker to bang it through the uprights. It was a kickoff field goal fest today as um, uh, Matt Prater, former a lot of the old-timers around here, remember him from his tryouts back in the day before he straightened things up and, and went on his career, a uh, long career, um, you know, in Detroit and Denver and now in Arizona. He missed a 43-yarder that – could have been an outcome changer, but he came back and hit a 57-yarder to give them the lead. And then that set the stage for Desmond Ritter to drive the Falcons down to victory. So and I know a lot of fans are like, oh, why are we winning? It's going to hurt our draft status. And for you draft losers and tankathoners, you only went down one spot so far. So 6-7. to seven. Uh, They got to play Tampa Bay next week. And Uh, There are a group of teams there with six wins, including Carolina and the Raiders. So, theoretically, you can move up, depending on what these other teams do. The Saints are one uh, to to, uh, drop back. And, uh, you know, for the people that look at it like that, that's uh, where you stand here. Going into week 18 and game 17 of the NFL season, the Falcons improved to 6-10 on the season. The Cardinals dropped to 4-12, and 12. so not real, not a lot going on out there in the desert. It's probably going to be a long offseason for them. But for the Falcons, they were developing young players and got the six wins and doing it. You know, Vegas only had them on the over and under at 4.5, and one scribe had them winning just two games. So they got up to six. And, uh, you know, depending on what Tampa Bay situation is, I don't know if they're going to need the game or not to get in. Uh, you know, that um, we don't know who's going to be playing next Sunday when the uh, Bucks come to Atlanta for the regular season finale. So let's talk to uh, – let's get on to some of the Falcons here. We got Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter, and Matthew Hennessy up first here on the first half of the show. Uh, we'll take a break, get into our notes, and then we'll hear from – some of the defenders today on the defensive side of the ball and A.J. Terrell, Grady Jarrett, Richie Grant, and Isaiah Oliver. So 
So let's hear from Coach first on Desmond Ritter's ability to extend plays in the pocket. You realize I've got an athlete uh, in terms of, you know, awareness. Um, there's all kinds of different, you know, guys that may be better running, you know, they get targeted that way. But when you have guys that are athletic, that have pocket presence and can extend plays, uh, it certainly helps because then you can add it. You can't use them in certain quarterback run situations or late, you know, movement stuff. But when they can extend plays in the pocket, it does change people's rush plans. It certainly helps the offensive line. Well, that's a talent that, you know, you really can't teach. And being able to extend plays uh, is a good thing in the view of Coach Arthur Smith. So uh, we also had Isaiah Oliver playing some uh, safety today. Uh, they saw some in the Arizona scheme that moved the nickel back back to safety on some uh, situations. Uh, Isaiah said it was usually on third downs. Here's what Arthur Smith said about Isaiah Oliver. Getting more reps at safety. Uh, the game plan, you know, the, uh, you know who the quarterback was going to be. Kind of told you what kind of mode they were going to go in, and it proved right as they started the game. And so, uh, you know, they play a lot of that spread out and eleven personnel. They got a lot of wideouts they like to roll on there. They got a pass catching tight end and Trey McBride. So, a lot of it was a game plan. Well, this was Desmond Ritter's third start, and in, uh, in the game story, we got it broken down on how many possessions he's had now. Uh, I don't have it memorized yet because, uh, you know, it was uh, 10 in the first game, 9 in this game, uh, or 9 in the Ravens game, and then another 9 today. No touchdown passes, four touchdowns, and um, that would have been four plus two, six field goals. So out of the, um, you know, just do the math, 10, uh, 28 drives, they've scored – 12 times, so 12, you know, do your math. Uh, I think you want that number to be higher, and you definitely want the touchdowns to be higher. But they're scoring points, not at a great clip, but, uh, you know, nine in the game against the uh, Ravens in the middle. The Saints game was uh, two touchdowns and two field goals, and then uh, you got uh, today here where you got enough to, to put together 20 points to, that you needed to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Now let's talk to Desmond about the mindset going into that game-winning drive with 4.57 left in the game. Yeah, go down and score. Um, as any other team's mindset would be in that situation. Um, you know, we want to go down there and get in the end zone and put points up on the board. Um, and, you know, if we were able to do that with running all the time off, perfect. Um, if not, obviously perfect. Then we were going to trust our defense to back us up. Now we've seen, um, you know, the yards passing go from – uh, 97 to 218, then to 116 a day. But, um, you know, they're just looking at throws that he can make, so that'll help them know on how they're going to scheme things up in the future. And so we wanted to know from Desmond on what he needs to do to keep progressing. Yeah, um, it's just about finishing. Um, doing whatever you can to win, um, you, know, you know, and I'll go back into this next week and, you know, see what, what I could have done better from this past game. Um, and then obviously keep continuing to try to get better. Now, uh, we wanted to also know from Desmond on, uh, you know, he hasn't thrown a touchdown, came close today to Cordero Patterson uh, on, on one ball there, but, uh, you know, d doesn't have the TD pass nor interception. So for the most part, he's not putting the ball in harm's way. Uh, he did have a fumble snap today, so that was one that, that did get put in harm's way. 
But, I mean, you could almost count on one of those with uh, Mariota playing. So, he's taking care of the football. And I'm thinking, you know, that might be, you know, that might just be enough, really, if he's not going to go out there and throw it to the other team and uh, uh, drop it on the floor, drop it on the on carpet and all that. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, that's a good thing that he's not turning the ball over. So, um, but here's what Desmond had to say about not throwing a TD or an interception in the red zone. You know, the red zone is obviously the toughest place to score, um, you know, in, in the game of football. Um, and, you know, we're, we're doing a couple of things. I could have took OZ maybe a little early um, on the little flight route, um, and he might have scored. Um, but, you know, it's just really about executing. Um, and so, you know, obviously when the pass plays are called, um, I got to execute better. Yes, one of the big finds for this season has been running back Tyler Algier. Had another uh, big game, 95 yards altogether, 20 rushing, one uh, for 12 in the past game, you know, right around 100 again. And here's what Desmond had to say about his running back, Tyler Algier. Tyler's a workhorse, and his balance is, is, is wild, you know, for him to be able to, to get the ball and then, you know, make one guy miss and then get hit by two or three guys but still be up. Um, you know, it's something I haven't seen before. So um, uh, credit to him and a credit to the guys up front. Um, doing their job and moving their guys. Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's a heck of a ball player. Well, you know, uh, one of the changes going into the game today entailed Matt Hennessy taking over for Elijah Wilkerson, Wilkinson at uh, left guard today. Uh, Hennessy got to make his second start this season. He was the starter last year. And Coach commended him for the training camp battle with Drew Dahlman for the center spot. And, you know, I don't know how much of a battle it was. that They drafted Drew, Drew Dahlman, so they wanted him in there. But he beat him out, and so Hennessy took it and then, um, you know, uh, battled back. And uh, he started at left guard against the Chargers, got hurt, then uh, came back and started here today for Elijah Wilkinson. And here's what uh, – Matt Hennessy had to say about the start and the fun of getting back out on the field today. Our coach uh, said good stuff, good things about you. Uh, how did it go out there today? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a fun day. It was fun to get back in rhythm, get back out there, and play with the guys again. Um, we got some things going, hit some lulls. I'm sure we'll see on film and we'll, we'll fix those things. But um, but overall, like it, it was a productive day. So yeah, he said uh, you know you handled the competition. Uh, as a pro and got a shot and got hurt and I'd like to see when guys can come back from things and yeah how, how tough was that for you uh, getting it's, the charger starting in yeah yeah it, it's tough um it's been it's tough being out of it being on ir um and just kind of not not knowing what the future would be but then coming back um just practicing as hard as i could and then getting another opportunity is mm -hmm. is awesome and i appreciate them giving me that opportunity coming back Okay, it's uh, you down a point, 457 to go. Y'all got the ball. Yeah. What, what happened? Um, I, I was honestly, it was just fun being out there with those guys and seeing um, how everybody kind of took ownership and took initiative. Uh, like Desmond, the offensive line, receivers, running backs. Um, there was kind of no hesitation in their game uh, and just went down and did what we needed to do. So it felt good. All right, before we go to break here, we're going to. Look at some of the game notes here from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Boy, that was a uh, college football game last night at the stadium. Was what, what a heck of a game, 42-41, uh, Georgia over Ohio State. And I 
I, I've been trying to get to an SEC championship game and one of the big games down here uh, just to see how lit the place can be. You know, the Super Bowl game was the Super Bowl. It was it was one of the worst Super Bowls ever. So, and then you got corporate fans, so they're not really fan fans. But uh, to see the Buckeye fans on their side and the Georgia fans getting after it, this stadium's got some life to it. I think the Falcons, you know, once they return to uh, playoff status and winning, they maybe they could light the place uh, up too and uh, so forth. So, yeah, that was a heck of glad I was able to come and, uh, left, caught the martyr, got back home, and, you know, was able to get up and do Sam Crenshaw show at 720 and get down here to the stadium. So, it's been a good uh, eight week, eight quarters of football here I've seen um, in the last 24-plus hours, you know, championship quality uh, college ball and then some, some NFL uh, quality, uh, you know, ball or some young teams out here trying to do what they can do. So the Falcons won 2019 at the Benz. Uh, they've rushed for more than 2,500 yards for the fifth time in franchise history and first time since 2006. Uh, the 132 yards are rushing, gives the Falcons more than 100 yards in 14 straight games for the fourth time in franchise history, first since 2006. The uh, opening drive, we wanted to see that because the Falcons had dropped behind 14 to nothing against the Saints and the Ravens. So they, they went behind three to nothing here, but had an opening drive and took the lead right back. Uh, go up seven to three, but the opening drive took 9.46 off of the clock, went into the second quarter. Uh, that was uh, that's one of those Madden drives. Uh, but uh, it was the longest drive of the season and fifth longest scoring drive since 2010. Now this was a big stat here. For the defense, they limited Arizona to 4 of 11, 36.4% on third downs. Uh, the Falcons also recorded their second block punt. Richie Grant uh, got one today, and uh, they had another one in uh, week two. I think that was Lorenzo Carter against the Rams. The two block punts are currently tied for a league lead. And your captains today were, you know, Grady Jarrett, Young Koku, Chris Lindstrom, Jake Matthews, Corderell Patterson, and A.J. Terrell served as the uh, team captains today against the Cardinals. So with that, we're going to go to the break here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Thanks for listening. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's look at some of the player notes here offensively. 
And uh, then we'll start with some of the defensive notes here. Uh, but offense, Desmond Ritter was 19-26 for a career-best 73.1%. He had 169 yards, 196 yards passing. Okay, um, and his best passer rating was 90.1. Okay, I had him at a lower yardage on one of the stats. But we're going with 196. Uh, he became the first quarterback in franchise history to complete at least 50 passes in his first three career starts. That's 54. Corderell Patterson had 42 yards on nine carries and a touchdown. His seventh of the season and 21st of his career. He also added 42 yards on receptions for a total of 84 yards from scrimmage. All right, running back Tyler Algier, he had 83 for 20. One touchdown, uh, his third of the season. He also had 12 receiving yards for a total of 95. He's rushed for more than 50 yards in his sixth consecutive game. Algier has 900 yards and became only the second rookie in franchise history to rush for more than 900 yards and three rushing touchdowns joining William Andrews, 1979. His 1,039 yards from scrimmage, he also has become the third rookie in franchise history to record at least 1,000 yards from scrimmage, four total touchdowns, and, and four total touchdowns. Joining Julio Jones in 2011 and William Andrews in 1979. Uh, rookie Drake London had five catches for 47 yards, he has 66 catches on the season, which surpassed Calvin Ridley's 64 for his second most receptions by a rookie in team history. Only Kyle Pitts with 68 has more. So three catches next week, and he'll break that. Drake also became the only rookie in franchise history to record at least 65 catches, 740 yards, four receiving touchdowns. And McCole Pruitt, uh, had four catches for 49 yards today against the Cardinals. Let's look over to the defensive side of the ball. The leaders were Richie Grant and uh, Isaiah Oliver. They both had nine tackles. Isaiah uh, played out of the slot, had a, a sack there, and then also had nine tackles. That matched a career high. Two passes defense, tackle for loss. Quarterback hit, the sack, I said, and forced. And first of the season and second of his career. It was the second uh, sack of his career. Richie Grant had nine tackles and one block punt that he also recovered. Abdullah Anderson recorded a career-high six tackles. Uh, linebacker Audie Agunderjay had two tackles, one tackle for loss, a quarterback hit, a sack, his second of the season and third of his career. And, uh, you know, we found out that he's doing a great job setting the edge they're not really, um, you know, he's, you know, um, pass rushing is probably, you know, not going to be big in his future. But he's setting the edge, and he got there today. Of course, Youngway Koo made two or two on his field goal attempts, including the game winner as time expired. Two extra points. Uh, the kick mar marked his fifth game-winning kick of Koo's career, with all five coming in the past two seasons. Since joining the Falcons in 2009, Koo is 11 of 13, 84.6% in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter of overtime, game, overtime games. 
Uh, punter Bradley Pinion, he had a beautiful punt, went 62 yards and rolled out of bounds at the one. I had a 4.56 uh, seconds of hang time on that one. He punted three times for 148, had a 49.3 net average here today punting for the Atlanta Falcons so those are your uh, offensive defensive and special team notes let's get into some of the defenders here who played today against the Cardinals they were starting David Blau at quarterback DeAndre Hopkins was a late scratch so I mean you know take it for what it's worth who was out there on the field they just assigned Blau off of the Minnesota Vikings uh, practice squad on December the 12th. They couldn't get him ready to play last week. They had to play Trace McSorley. And uh, I'm a Big Ten guy, so I, I saw Trace at Penn State. And I, the last place I expected to see him was in the NFL. But um, he's he's out there with them. And uh, so they didn't want to start him a second time. And they, they got Blau ready to play. They were hoping Colt McCoy would make it back from the concussion protocol, but he didn't make it back. So let's talk to some of the defenders here who, you know, they've held a lot of teams under 20 points. So, you know, I still got to get, you know, better and, and elite. But we saw some saw them making some plays today. And here is A.J. Terrell on forcing three field goals in the red zone. It was big, you know, each each drive and each, you know, possession was, was crucial. We needed to stop and um, also shout out to the special team for getting a stop too. And um, we just we just played a team team game and got the W. Now, it was a uh, much more uh, jubilant scene in the locker room today. The Falcons had stopped the four-game losing streak. Here's what A.J. Terrell had to say on snapping the four-game losing streak. It feel good, you know, getting the win back at home on New Year's Day, you know, just, you know, something we went in the week and just the preparation and everything and just getting to, getting to this game and getting the job done is, is good for us. Grady Jarrett's one of the captains, and uh, Ritter referenced a uh, uh, post-game about how he brought the team up and said, hey, you know, we only going to get a couple more chances to do this this season. You know, let's go out here and uh, and do it right. And so... Uh, Grady's trying to inspire the young team to make sure they don't, um, you know, have a let off here in the, the last couple games. And so here's what uh, Grady had to tell us about making sure they finish strong. You know, like I said earlier, every game count. Um, every time you get to play this game, it's a blessing. You got to treat it as such. And uh, we want to finish as strong as we can, controlling the controllables and what's, a, what's ahead of us. And that's what we did today, coming out with a big win that went all the way to the end. All right, we had to check in with Richie Grant on his block punt. Here's what Richie had to say about the block punt today. Coach Wood, he drew it up this week, um, and we felt like we had a pretty good, pretty good idea of where it was going to hit at. And High did a great job taking the snapper. I looped around the other way, and we was able to block punt. Also, we had to check in with Isaiah Oliver. Isaiah, um, you know, I've been asking. I, um, for like three years now, hey, are y'all going to take a look at Isaiah's safety? You know, a lot of corners that can't, you know, play outside, they're they're fine in the middle of the field and uh, tackling and so forth. Uh, you know, Ricardo Allen uh, turned into a pretty good safety that started out at cornerback, free safety. Uh, so Isaiah's pretty sharp, but he's a solid tackler. So you don't want to have missed tackles back there. Uh, so I don't know if uh, you know they're not 
happy with they're not gonna tell us they're gonna tell us it's a sub package and it was a package but he did play some safety and here's what he had to say about the safety and the four game uh snapping the streak and just you know where the defense is at at this point of the year how did uh things go today you got it going early with the sack yeah put you a little bit back at safety there mm -hmm. yeah no i thought it was a good day i thought it was a good day uh defensively as a whole I thought we played really well. We gave um, a couple of the big plays, um, some things that we want to get back. Um, but overall, I felt like we played really well. Um, red zone, we played really well, for sure. So just kind of building on that and, and getting ready for next week now. Um, what was it like playing safety back then? Yeah. strong or free or what, what was it? Yeah, no, it was good. Um, yeah, it's something that we just kind of wanted to try this game scheme-wise with some stuff that they wanted to do, um, usually on third down. We felt like we had a good plan to go against that, putting me at safety. Um, so, no, I thought it worked out well. Um, and it's just something, you know, to, to add to the arsenal um, and just something that now our defense can do, you know, that the offense got to prepare for. And uh, what do y'all be? Uh, how did it feel to get the losing streak stopped? Yeah, no, big. Uh, I feel like, you know, that's just all we wanted was a win. You know, we didn't really care how it happened, you know, what it took. We just really wanted to win. I feel like everyone kind of had that mindset coming into the game, everyone in the locker room. And so we just, you know, went out there and got it. It was good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I certainly appreciate you all coming by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We got uh, next week, we'll get you ready for a Tampa Bay game. We'll find out the lead of land, uh, playoff ramifications, uh, and so forth. Who's going to play, who's not going to play. Uh, and give you um, a preview of the playoff picture here as it pertains to the Atlanta Falcons moving forward. Uh, and then we'll come back and. Um, do the final game on Sunday as the Falcons will close out the regular season against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, on Sunday. The Falcons are now 6-10, and 10, uh, you know, and still drafting in the top 10. They got a win for the young quarterback who's uh, had completed 54 passes in his first three starts, which is uh, a team record. So, you know, they're optimistic. They like what they're seeing of the quarterback, it seems. And so that's uh, we'll, we'll get to see how he can close it out here against Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers on Sunday. So with that, take care and have a great rest of your week. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.